On the north side of Chicago It's the coolest bar in town And if you go up there You better just beware You're gonna find a bunch of clowns It's a mad, mad, crazy bar The whole damn place is just so bizarre Full of all the vice and sin where do we even begin? Tip your bartenders. Hi, everybody. This is Pub Crawl Liz with the Geriatric Genius and Clown for another edition of As the Alehouse Turns. Thanks for tuning in, hitting the play button, uh, and listening wherever it is you listen. Um, genius, how are you? I've been better. I've been worse. What hurts today? I tell you what, I've been doing a lot of painting, and last night I did. A, I was up in front of my easel for about standing about five hours. I'm mostly doing underpainting. I'm doing I'm doing some new um, portraits, but I also some I've got some other paintings. Toby gave me about twenty canvases. Oh, that's nice. And stretch. Yeah. Well, I'm not used to painting on canvas anymore. I usually use paint on masonite. And anyway, so there's a lot of underpainting, and it's not quite... Wait a minute. I don't, I'm don't. i not a painter, so can you uh, explain to me the process and the difference? Well, you just don't paint directly. I mean, you got to... You, you get to prep the canvas? Well, you do your... Yeah, well, you, that's, you probably should, but I don't. Um, but um, you draw, you sketch out your picture, but then you got to paint, you know... Now, if you see a total amateur artist, you'll see them in the resale shops. Mm-hmm. You can tell they're just painted directly on one coat, and that's the fucking paint. And look, they look horrible. And go to the Art Institute and look at the old masters. <laughs> that's not how they did it. So you got to do coat after coat after coat to just build up the paint. You think a, you think a lot of that, though, is that they just kept painting over what they had there before? No, no, no. I think it's... Because of lack of... Money to buy new canvases. And stuff. Uh, well, there is some of that, but no, no. There's a or there's a Picasso at the Art <clears throat> Institute that you can see the you can see the painting underneath. It's a well, famous one. It's what's it guy the guy well, with the guitar in the blue period. There's also I can't remember quite the uh, Renaissance art a famous Renaissance artist, and you can see the pencil lines. They eventually um, it becomes more and more translucent. The oil paint. You can actually see the the drawing lines really? on it. It's quite interesting. So, if you were to forge something, would you kind of attempt to do that or no? What if I was going to forge something, which, in all candor and honesty, that I have done? <laughs> um, there's a number of things you can do. Um, among the best little tricks I know of, after you do the after you do a Picasso blue period, for example. You immediately put varnish on it because you're not supposed to varnish a painting until six months after you painted it because oil paint dries so slowly. If you put the varnish on first, the paint will crack, so it looks real old. Interesting. The second thing you can do, I learned this from Elmer Dehiri, uh, Dehori's book. Clifford Irving wrote a book about the great art forger Elmer Dehori, so a hero of mine, and he described how Dehori would do his painting and then he'd do it on canvas and he'd take it out of the stretcher and take it over the corner of a table and keep pushing and that you could get the cracks that way too. So there's a number of ways because you got to age them. And you know, you got to use, I personally, from the school of going to the resale stores buying old, but you got to buy them with um, tax, not staples because 
Picasso didn't have a statement. So um, I remember when something funny, I had done this really kind of, I thought, pretty good blue period Picasso. And um, I'm going to the uh, St. John's in uh, India. I assume they still have the same uh, uh, flea market out there. And I'm walking across, so I'm probably 100 yards away from uh, the other kind of a quiet square, a bunch of outdoor tables, then there's some indoor places. I spotted my Picasso blue period, only it had a great big rip in it. So somebody probably got very angry. I see. Yeah. So, uh, okay, so is it harder for you to paint on canvas? It's... I'm not used to it. Yeah, I, you know, yeah, I'd say, I'd say I'm just not used to painting. I got, but now I have all these canvases and I got a so bunch of So was it a welcome gift? A what? A welcome gift? Like, were you happy about it? Or were you like, fuck, now I got to paint on canvas? I, I have mixed feelings. Oh, see? I, I was. I use what I have, you know. You know, <clears throat> Mrs. Clown was down at a nail place on like Division and uh, LaSalle. And she said she could. Sw she swore one of your paintings was up in there. <laughs> what? She says it was so Bruce. It was like a naked woman with spreading her legs and everything. The, There's really? some nail shop down there. And I said you used to live down there. Where? In that area, LaSalle and Division. I'm Clark gonna, and I'm Division. Gonna go, maybe I'm gonna go look. somewhere around. Yeah, there. I did. I'm gonna go pop <clears> into. Uh, I, I had that that old folks home over there. Yeah, that's what yeah. I said. Yeah. So my, very likely. But they would actually put a, a naked leg spread painting in a and uh, I guess. Wow. Now, you you had somebody that was theoretically interested in my yep, so vagina Yep, so somebody, painting. I forgot his name, Mike, maybe Mike, emailed me and was interested in your paintings. And um, you sent me the photos. And I said, here, I, and I prefaced it by saying, look, most of the stuff is going to involve nudity. And he said, well, well I'd still well, be the, interested. Well, I gave away most of my benign stuff. Yeah, I know. Which, by the way, the the pine tree that you gave me is probably my favorite painting that, that was I have. From Iowa. That, it's a lovely one. Um, but anyway, so he said, "Yeah, I'd like to see it." So I emailed him the photos, and I haven't heard back, so I don't know. We'll see. Well, I'm not holding my breath. <laughs> but I'll tell you, I'll tell you, people, you're really dumb because Sheila. I don't know what Sheila's and Clemson's that we're going for. In, in back in the early 20th century, but I know what they're going for now. And my pussies are better than their pussies. I'll tell you that right now. Who's the creme, but, who's the but, creme de la creme pussy painter? But now here's the deal. I know that my four, my four, four, my forgeries were definitely not up to uh, Elmir de Horry's, but my, my, and he was great with, uh, he was a great little con man. He was a European, great accent, great, very charming guy, and he'd go and he'd beat the dealers. But um, what I, my stuff's not as good as his, and I'm not as charming as he was. And uh, so what I'd do is I'd put on some bib overalls and a hard hat, and I'd go into an upscale, either an upscale antique store, or a downscale art gallery. And I'd walk in with a uh, with four pure junk shit paintings from I get from uh, one of the resale stores for like three bucks a piece, and then I would um, uh, 
go in there and with a with a Picasso or a Toulouse Trek or something in the middle. And I'd walk in and I'd say, uh, I was just some woman just paid me to clean her garage and she had these old paintings she didn't want. And they're old. I can tell they're old. And and they're I can tell they're worth something. And uh, so they'd you'd see these little piss elegant fruity dealers look and then all of a sudden they spot the Lautrec or the, or the whichever and their eyes would almost pop out of their head they'd start breathing deeply and uh, so then they well what are you thinking what do you what do you want for them? well I know they're worth something yeah well what what do you what do you feel I mean they're they're really not that good but what, what? I said well I need sixteen hundred dollars to get my truck fixed I know they're worth that much I mean, this is pure shit, except yeah. the, except for my Latrec. And so then they might get me down to twelve hundred or something like that. And then, then the fu- the fun part was that um, then they'd want to write me a check. I said, or, or no, first move is usually, especially the art dealers. Uh, could I hold on to them for a couple of days and just check them? I said, oh no, these babies don't leave my my sight. I know you guys. I know your reputation. Well, what do you mean, sir? I just, I don't trust people. So, um, then they'd want to write me a check. I, mean, I don't take checks. So, the pricks would have to close their gallery, run down to the bank, and can't, you know, bring me money back. Now, who fucked who? Who fucked who? I didn't say, this is a, a, a Latrec, and you're buying a Latrec for 1200 fucking dollars, and the thing is worth like a million and a half dollars or two million fucking dollars. Who fucked who? Well, I mean, they're dumb. They're greedy. The end. Of, that's the end of it. They're greedy, and and also, they're not. They're not. Um, you know, like you pull that on a New York uh, art dealer. I tried to. Uh, what the fuck was it? I, some guy the minute he looked at, it, he said, "What the fuck are you trying to?" You know. <laughs> <laughs> No, they're just not skilled. Wait, clown! I wanna, where, I wanna, I wanna go pop my head into some of these nail salons to see if I can find this place or this yeah, like, painting. I mean, um, yeah, she Clark said it was division, down on LaSalle like Division. 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 I'm totally gonna go searching for it. And I'll take a picture. It's of it. down by Jewel because that's where she hangs well, out. You know, oh yeah, I you actually saw her. Saw her. Did she yeah, tell you? she told me that. Yeah. Well, I was uh, on my way to my dad. I always get groceries for my dad, and I always go to that Jewel. And uh, I went upstairs to to uh, get him a bottle of wine, and that fucking bar was hopping. Was it really? There was yeah. not there was not a stool to be had, and then all the tables were packed. Jewel. <laughs> Everyone was like, it was like a real damn bar. Well, you, you know, know who goes there? Is that inspector guy? You know him? Who? Uh, what's his name? Um, Chief Inspector. They call him. His nickname. She come in here. God no. Hung out at Corcoran's. He kind of want, reminds me of Walter Matthau a little bit. But uh, you probably know who he is. I mean, he's been in the neighborhood forever. He's got a b- I'll, I'll think of his name. A big, wrinkly, smushed nose? Yeah, kind of. And he but, leans over like this. Kinda. But can you imagine what it what's come to your life when His you're hanging Pete. around the bar at fucking... I mean, I, was, I, w- I walked up those stairs and I was like, holy fuck. Oh, Pete, Pete, the Pete, the Pete the Cop. Pete the Cop. Pete the Cop. Yeah, that's his name. Yeah. Yeah, he was in here a couple months ago. Now, can you imagine Cougar and her f- former boyfriend? They hung around the bar at Whole Fucking Foods. 
No, no. This is the one before when she oh. when she came to us for for help. Yeah. Not the one when she abandoned us for. Not Boner Boy. Yeah. <laughs> well, but she hung around. The whole foods one has like. I don't give good a options, fuck. That's the, the bar jewel. of choice is the one in Anyway, so clown, I walk up the stairs and I'm like, wow, this place is packed. And I go, hey, <laughs> I wonder. And I kind of like, you know, shuffle on over and peek around. They're and doing better than Burton's. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yep. Burton not doing so good? I don't know. They, Burton's is, you know, not until midnight. Oh, really? When they get a few thousand people show up, you know. They always try to push those burgers. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, so lo and behold, I spot Mrs. Clown. So I went up there and I was like, hey. She's like, oh, hi. I'm like, hey, how's how's Clown? So she gave me a nice little report on you, which yeah. was good. Well, but I was shocked at that damn Well, Mrs. Mrs. Clown called me up a couple days ago. I couldn't. My hearing's kind of fucked up. I'm going in for a hearing test on the third of Wait a minute. You already had one. No, that was getting the wax blown out blown out of my ears okay so then what oh yeah well it's better now it's better now but i still i mean i gotta have a hearing did you see that thing i sent you what thing like the a version of the q-tip but it's supposed to get the wax out instead of push it in well if it looked like a very dangerous thing i didn't really (laughs) give credence to the whole fucking thing but um what was the fucking oh she so i was having a hard time it's poor. I didn't know what she was saying. And so uh, Ruth said, it's Mrs. Clown. I mean, she's like 20 feet away, and she can hear on the phone. On the phone. <laughs> it's Mrs. Clown. So anyway, she says she needs Street Jimmy at 9 o'clock. I think it was a couple of days ago. So uh, I said, well, I'll certainly tell him. But, you know, it's not the most reliable little crackhead in Chicago. Oh, well, tell him I'll give him 20 bucks. So um, it needed him to move something. So I see Jimmy that night, and I tell him that Mrs. Clown needs him in, at 9 o'clock the following day, and she'll pay him a whole lot of money. And so <laughs> Wait, he's, well, it was he, 20 bucks? Well, for him, that's not, you know. That's, okay, good to know. I would say that's not chump change for Jimmy. Okay. But... Then we all sat here in the bar and bet what the fuck are the odds of Jimmy showing up at 9 o'clock, you know, when he's supposed to. We, just, mm-hmm. that's, we figured it was something like 70 to 80 to 1. And sure as shit, he showed up. So she, then she texted Ruth and said, there's something funny. There's a funny story. Well, Clown did when Clown relayed, it was simply that Clown warned her that Jimmy might... Would, steal something, which, of course, if he had saw something she wasn't looking, he put it in his pocket, of course. But I don't think, I think there must be something else funny. No, I think that he, he like, she said he looked around and said, how many rooms you got in this house? <laughs> what was she moving? I don't think, he had never been inside. No, she, she wasn't moving. It was like a file moving. cabinet. Oh. Just taking it out to the garbage. So would Jimmy be, like, it's just, like, you think, aside from the 70, 30, maybe showing up? Percentages. Was he a good option for that kind of stuff? Well, he used to be a lot better than he is now. I mean, because I got a lot of people who often are like, "I need help moving shit." We just go up up to homeless guys. 
No, no, you uh, did, Jimmy. Like, <laughs> well, out here in Walgreens, you could just come up and say, hey, you want 20 bucks to help me move something? Yeah, they'll, but they'll they, do it. I'd rather I would. I wouldn't want one of those guys on in Jimmy. my house. Yeah. I, really no. I know, at least I know Jimmy. Yeah. yeah. Although, would you think he'd be offended if I said, okay, look, come to my house or come to this address, but you got to shower first? Oh. Well, I think he could say, could I shower at your house? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Because <laughs> I don't want to. Sometimes he's a little too smelly. We know he went over there one time. Back when uh, her daughter was living in the basement, and uh, he went, he went over there to do something for her, and he knocked on the door and asked for Mrs. Clown, to her daughter's boyfriend. He's like, "Who are you talking about? What are you talking about? Get the fuck out of here!" And they almost got in a fight. He says, "I want to talk to Mrs. Clown." Motherfucker. And then he came, he came over here and asked you what her real name was. <laughs> <laughs> but it was funny because it was the first time her daughter had heard her mom's name was Mrs. Clown. Uh, well, yeah, but Jimmy, Jimmy's had a lot of run-ins with the neighbors in the neighborhood. I'm sure. But I mean, that's I, that, now that I think about it, he'd be a really good option for a lot of this shit. Well, you can use him, but I mean, when I move, I want to say use him. I would like to offer him. Well, that's using an opportunity. Him. But as he said the other, you know, when I was mentioning Marsh, uh, that. Uh, Javier, after he got done cleaning the bar, he'd go over and work 10 hours over at Donato's. And Jimmy thought about that. He was bitching about having a, you know, Jimmy and I had to clean the bar one Monday, and he was like, oh, man, this is bullshit. And uh, I says, look at Javier. He says, yeah, but I'm not a working type guy. Now, when I had, uh, when I was moving all my art stuff out of the basement here, all my big print cabinets and stuff, and moving them down the street to that my, that great studio I had over there, that yeah. studio building. I had Faggy Pants and, and Jimmy helping me, and Fox. And, it, you know, it was, I mean, after even after uh, Chief jumped in and saved killing Fox when he was pinned against the wall with the file, and Jimmy and Faggy Pants were laughing too hard to help move the thing off of his body. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and that's when when Chief said, "Guys, all you got to do is be a little smarter than the furniture." Well, <laughs> well, every time somebody'd say that, you know, we'd start laughing, and then you know, and then Fox kept Fox got injured far more than anybody else during this move. But Jimmy is not quite got the work ethic he had back then. But yeah, you can use him. Yeah, I wouldn't. I would. Right. Ne- I would never use him for more than an hour. Why? Tension span. span. Yeah. All right. Well, this is this is just good. good information yeah. Well, you can use have. them. You can grab them. How do scoop I find them, them aside from being here? Pardon? How do I find them aside from coming in here? Well, that's a. Oh that's yeah. No, you contact his agent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what we should do is we should get him. We should get him some walkie-talkies. Actually, you know what I thought. He would, he would sell them within thirty fucking seconds. No, but he only gets one, and we have the other one here. I'm surprised He'd you don't have a, you have a pager for him. I'm kind of surprised, but he'd that, sell it. Those still exist, pagers. Oh, they have to. Do you know? I mean, he he the welfare thing when rare times when he actually go down and do the shit, they would give him phones. But, and then he'd sell them before he even. All right, got but that's a phone. This, we're talking about some like shitty ass like kid walkie talkies where yeah, if he's pager, at least, no one's yeah, gonna if buy he's a in pager. the vicinity, we can well, find him. My 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 idea when when Titus was going batshit crazy and do, with making that crazy movie and all that, and they were gonna he 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 bought a, a travel 
home or some fucking thing for real cheap one. You know, that whole ga crazy gang hops in a this motor home and heads for Vegas to see, they're gonna see uh, Fox perform in, at one of the Mirage or something. And uh, I said, you ought to take Jimmy and put a some kind of implant inside his head or wherever you put something like that and then dump them in the parking lot in some place in, in like Laramie, Wyoming. And then just kind of, we could all watch and see how he, oh you know, because you know the Your state cops would just say, show? the state cops would pull over some truck and say, take this motherfucker to Nebraska and dump him. I mean, we don't want this guy in our state. And it would be interesting to just see, you know. So you're basically saying maybe we should put a chip in Jimmy. Yeah. I think he'd get back to Chicago pretty quick. I do too. Well, I, it's hard. It would no be one, interesting. And people would give him money to get the hell out of there. So I'm thinking. Yeah. I think the cops would just say, "Here's hey, your bus ticket." My friends dumped me in a. Uh, they, I'm from yeah. Chicago. Here's a here's a ticket. We were supposed Chicago. to go see Fox. Who's yeah. Fox? Oh, I don't know. He's, <laughs> I feel like Ricky Gervais. He works with Bruce. I feel like yeah. Ricky Gervais had a show like that where his like goober friend was up for whatever they made him do, and I feel like dumping him in the middle of nowhere was part of this thing. I gotta look that yeah, up. Yeah, but Jimmy's more extreme case. I, I, you know. Yeah, I concur. His survival skills are, are good in a sense, but, you know, like just... Even, Has he ever been out of Chicago? Yeah. Oh, there's a great story. If he ever comes in, we'll get him to talk about it. He took a Greyhound bus with some girl. What, what the hell was her name? She was a great name. She's the one that used to pull a gun on him all the time. And they went to Compton, California on the Greyhound, and she didn't like him begging. And um, so then there was gunplay at some point. He now, Oh, that's one of his kids. He knocked her up. Oh, God. And then she, well, after, he, after he took the Greyhound back from Compton, when things just didn't work out that well, um, she did murder her next boyfriend. Lovely. Well, she was, she was a handful. Does he still keep in touch with her? He ran into um, a sister or something of hers. But, well, this would be a great thing to yeah, ask Yeah, well, Jimmy. Maybe, maybe he'll wander in. Who the fuck knows? Yeah. Um, but that was a road trip. Yeah. I would, that, see, that I'd be curious to see about how he actually made it there and back. Well, Greyhound bus. <laughs> um, clown. You just had a procedure done and were in the hospital for three days, four days? Four days. So how'd it oh, go? What four happened? Four days, wow. Friday through Monday. Yeah, it was boring as hell. They were loading me up on a drug and um, they zapped me on Monday so to get me out of the you got AFib. there on Friday and then you just like show up to for intake and that's it? Yeah. And then Saturday, so, what did they do? Um, son, well, they didn't do anything until Monday. Well, what the fuck are they, are they monitoring you? No, they were loading me up with a drug. Oh. They have to watch your rhythms while they do it. How do your rhythms look? They're not looking good now. Wait a minute. <laughs> He's clutching Wait his heart all night. Hang on a side. second. All right, so you get in there, they drug you up, they watch in your thing, and then did you do the, you got the procedure on Monday? Yeah. And we're, again, what's the procedure? Uh, they shock you. Right. To give the... To get you back into a good rhythm. Okay, so you Which, left. But they did that, and everything was fine. But like the last couple of days, I've been uh, having periods of getting into a real rapid heartbeat. And I'm he not feel, sure why. He feels good, which is I that's feel okay. Good. But mentally, that can't be good. But it's like just you feel your heart like yeah, it's going at fast. like it's going at like one fifteen. 
and that's and resting. normal normal's about uh, 70 to 80 Ooh, dear. and that's so resting yeah I, so I, if you run down the street it's going to go up to 120 well, well let's grab his heart and see, see what you okay. see what we'll see what It's not as bad as it was before. It's not? No. Oh, good, because I took meds. Good. Yeah. When, we, when I got here tonight, had, it, the was, big, it was The big thing really is that it's, that it's beating. When it stops beating, that's going to be bad. You can feel a pulse, too. Let me see. Oh, yeah. Shit. That's, that's more telling than feeling your chest, for sure. So, does it make you anxious, nervous? Yeah, oh, a little no. bit. Oh, how would it make you nervous? Well, no, you said you feel fine, but then it's like... No, but it's like, it's, it's like how you feel when you, you run, you know? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. And, been, but, your um, heart, but your heartbeat goes back to normal. Yeah, 150. So. I've been uh, monitoring my resting heart rate, and I'm at it like 59. That's low. <laughs> so maybe, maybe I need low. to start moving. I don't know what that means. Well, I think you're better... Uh, well, it's probably a happy medium. This is a question I, for Nurse Danielle. My, my, I had this little. She came by, by the way. She came to say hi. Yeah. She make sure that she cracked skulls, make sure everyone was taking uh, care of you. Who, who, uh, who? Oh, Danielle, Danielle. did. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Right when I was leaving, she came by. Oh, well, that was. That I was mean, nice. she waited four fucking days. To yeah. Out. What the fuck, Danielle? Yeah, she kept saying. Well, I don't, does she work weekends? I don't think so. I don't think she did. She could have gotten there. At, First thing in the morning on Monday. What the fuck, Danielle? Yeah, come on. Yeah. Well, she she kept writing me and asked me if I want anything, like a smoothie or something. Oh, she, she didn't do that to me. Really? Danielle, if you're listening, I want a smoothie. <laughs> Bruce, um, I can't. What have do you I, want? I love I love smoothies, but I don't, do they have ice cream in them? I think I don't know. I mean, no yogurt, maybe. I don't some know. don't. I'm not supposed to have dairy. What do you want, Nurse Danielle, to bring you? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! <laughs> that, that you know, I'm actually impressed. It only took 25 minutes for you to be a dirty old man. No, I was talking about. Oh, we were talking about pussy before we went on the show. I was talking. We were talking about your friend Leslie's tits. You like to talk about that? Well, I mean, you brought it up. I didn't right. bring it up. She's a very attractive lady. She's got yes. impressive tits. I mean, there's no question about it. Um. So, all right, you got you got drugs and you got zapped. What else did you do while you were in there? I uh, watched the. Uh, didn't watch TV. I watched uh, my laptop. What'd you watch? I streamed NYPD Blue. Um. And it was funny as hell. What? What that well show? Written, well-written show. When was that show on? I think '90s, when I was married. I, I was watching. You did? I watched NYPD Blue. Yeah. It's got a Fran, good Fran, Chicago, Fran's good was, Chicago guy. Franz was good. Yeah, he was. All, it's all like the. <laughs> All the time, he's so over the top, and he's always talking about, "I gotta go, I gotta go cut a loaf." <laughs> yeah, you. So, I gotta go take sounds, a dump. I'll be back. Sounds like you. <laughs> uh, yeah, just, just he's very similar. The friends and I are very similar. Um, Was Dennis then, Farina in that too? No. no, no, no. Farina. Farina. No, no, no. Um. So you're rewatching the whole thing? Yeah, I'm on like the. Uh, I'm almost done with the first season. Twenty-two episodes. How many seasons? When the fucking all those shows were 20, 25 episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Now, like uh, these new TV shows are like eight. Yeah. It's well, bullshit. no, I'm uh, R- Ruth got Downton Abbey. Which oh, I love it. I never saw that, but uh, I remember Ebert gave me this great, what I consider obviously great compliment from him. When I was writing back in the old days, when I was writing only pretty much exclusively about uh, Ale House and its characters. Uh huh. Ebert said that he was more invested 
in the alehouse characters than he was in the characters in Downton, Downton Abbey. Abbey. And he loved Downton Abbey. So, but I never, because I can't, I can't schedule my life where I'm going to like Sunday at eight do anything. I yeah, got, that's I'm, why these Netflix things are good. But so anyway, so like, now Ruth's got this deal with uh, WTTW, and a uh, deal. Yeah, for sixty bucks she can watch all, all their shit. And Gracie told me they've got some kind of uh, country music thing that's real good. And all. Huh. So, so anyway, I, I'm on. I think part two. I think last night we watched part three of yeah, part three of Downton Abbey, where the, uh, the first the, where the Turk uh, yeah, where the Turk uh, dies in the saddle. Oh yeah, it's a really good show. Well, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it so it far. It gets really good. But I do my fucking hearing. I'm missing, you know, I miss stuff. Why don't you, um, I think there's like headphones you can wear. Really? Well, I'd yeah, get, I think there's like. All right, well, why don't you get me one for my birthday? <laughs> okay, I'll consider it. It's like so, normal people. Yeah, we've got. Normal people <clears throat> can watch the TV while you wear the headphones. We've got really good headphones for that. They're yeah. huge. They're, they're like, uh, each, each phone is like the size of a softball. Well, that, would be, that would be nice because I mean, the minute you throw in dialects and stuff, I mm-hmm. have trouble. And they're um, wireless, so you can just oh, they're wireless. You put them on and walk yeah. around. Yeah, really. That's and the you, beauty and, of it. And you can hear hear the TV. Yeah. Yeah, you could go walk around. Grab a fucking little it, egg nest or is it, is take it, a leak. Is it strictly for TV? Or pretty much. Well, not not strictly. It's uh, it has like a a stand that plugs into the back of the TV, and charges them. Oh, yeah? And then you just put them on. You can't hear anything else but the TV when That's you're cool. when you have them on. Well, so. I'll, I'll investigate for you, little fella. I want yeah. some, yeah. Yeah. That cool. All right, we'll I'm hook a, you up. Because I'm, you know, I watched uh, um, Gay Gay Ken and Gay Kevin. Uh, gay Kevin told me we should watch Blink uh, Blink Pinky no, Peaky Blinders. Oh, uh huh. The I got maybe show? one every third. No, it's it's. But I got got stuck watching it. I had to see the end of it, and still not even over. It's one of those I hate that when they end it like the fourth, fifth season. Yeah. But um, it was it was kept my interest, but I didn't. It was bullshit. But anyway, uh, I was having I maybe figuring out one every third word. All right, well, but I'll, was, I'll investigate. But you really didn't need to, you know, just watch. It was all violence and shit. I think you would like a TV show called Fleabag. Yeah, but it's on some Amazon or something. I don't have, whatever it is, I don't have. You have Amazon Prime. I, no, I don't. Yeah, you do. I don't think I do. Well, maybe I do. Well, you do. Because I order things for you on Amazon, and you have Prime. Well, then how come I don't watch it? I, you can set it up easy on your TV. You have a smart TV. Okay, well, you set it up cool. <laughs> with the headphones. We got some oh, electronic work and I've to do. Done my, and I, I, here's another thing. How do I, now that uh, my cover is being worked on right now as we speak? Uh, he's on it as of the end of this week. Oh, so it's Because he just okay. got back. But I need, I mean, I've finally, I've done the final edit of oh, the edit. Oh, how was the edit? Did she the do a great was, job? It was the edit. Was straight, yeah, she, I found about probably less than a dozen mistakes oh. 109,000 words but how did it read because you know she fixes sometimes like oh very little I mean she did she didn't do much she changed a word here a word there I mean my grammar you know it's not perfect perfect right. but no I changed back a couple of things she changed but not much no she's very good I mean uh, 
But it's, I mean, I was just so in awe when I got done with it. It's funny now. Andy was on uh, our show and raved about it. Yeah. And then Ukraine Mike, who was in here the other night, he's getting ready. I think tomorrow, he was supposed to come in and learn because he thinks clown's going to die. So he thinks he needs <laughs> to learn how to, he thinks he needs That's how to learn nice. to take over. Well, I mean, he's being practical, I guess, and envious. Yeah, that's, that's him wanting to... So he wanted Clown to show him, just in case. I'll make a deal with him. What's the if deal? If he dies first, I get his money. <laughs> <laughs> and then he... And he can have the... And if I die, he can have the show. And then... Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. And then you can just hire a hitman and, you know... Yeah. Because he's... He, he's I'm not supposed to tell anybody, but his um, Tesla stock is up at 650 and he's... He's having orgasm after orgasm. Oh, he should come in here and buy us around, for fuck's sake. Um, and people with that money, they don't buy people shit. <laughs> they don't. I've, I've had plenty of friends that have made a fortune, and they get cheaper well, the richer they I get. Don't think that's, I don't think that's uh, Ukraine's problem, but the <laughs> thing is, I think what he spends on bitches is a fucking fortune, for one thing. My God, baby mamas, nannies, our kids... He's going away for a month. He's going to spend. Um, yeah, where is he going now? Well, here he's got a straight. He's got a pretty. He has a very kind of well-known bookstore bar. Oh, he's and, going. Oh, that's right. And he needs a general manager. His general manager quit. He's finally. I think it appears he solved his lease problem. Right, he did. But now he has to get that straight. So now he's he got. Staff. Now he needs a general manager. Then he's got to go over to the go to the Ukraine for a couple weeks, and then he's taking his uh, his kid, his little kid who's pretty young, seven, eight, nine, ten, something, taking him skiing in France for a week. Wow! Now here's the thing: it's the only time he's the first time he's ever had the kid for a week all by himself. I wouldn't take the kid skiing because the kid breaks his leg. Now yeah, he's fucked. He's fucked forever. Now this kid, he's not going to get yeah. his hands on the kid. So well, um, he I mean, says the kid's only going to snowboard, but you can still get, you know, going I feel down. Like he just got back. Yeah, I know it. He's not looking forward to this. Well, you know. And that's the point. I said, you know, clown might have a heart attack every couple months, but you're gone all the time. So what <laughs> the true. fuck are we getting? Yeah, there, yeah. You know? Actually, that's not a really uh, a good option for us. Yeah, we need we need stability here. <laughs> um. Well, I, Clown, I'm kind of like wanting to revisit a lot of these old shows, so maybe I'll try NYPD Blue. That's one that's one series I never yeah, watched, actually. Very good. It's uh, it's well written, and it's. Uh, I like to support well, the Chicago. And there's actors. a lot, it's interesting because you see a lot of young people that ended up on Law and Order, you know, oh, 10 yeah, years yeah, later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. saw. Well, I get, I'm assuming uh, that uh, Franz made so much money on this show. Because you don't ever see him anymore. He just, I mean, yeah. Mantegna still does stuff once in a while. I saw, I remember He's still around here every now and then. Well, he directed I, uh, the Lenny Bruce play. That, oh, he uh, did? Uh, Ronnie That's Mar- still Mar- there. I gotta Ronnie see it. Mar- oh, it's really way. good. Ronnie Marmo's in it. Yeah, Rick Rick took uh, Ruth and me, and it was at Rick Hogan. And terrific show. And Marmo's a really kind of neat guy. And uh, But I remember back in the late, oh, no. This would have been in the late 70s when I got out of jail and I came back to Chicago. I was going to all the little small theaters then, back then, and they were still really jumping and all kinds of stuff. And um, the, I guess the organic theaters were there. And I saw this Terry Curtis Fox 
play called The Cops. And tiny little theater, maybe 40 seats. And uh, it was Mantegna and Dennis Franz doing it. You know, I never heard of either well, one. Well, uh, Billy Peterson was also part of that organic theater, right? Uh, well, Billy Peterson was in that theater up on um, Howard Street. Remains? I don't know. What no, that, I, don't, I can't remember it. I don't that, but that remember was, that, I think he was, that was his. And then the Steppenwolf was interesting because that, I also right at the same time up at the old Hull House on Broadway, yeah. little tiny theater, not maybe 30 people in that one. I went up to see when the Steppenwolf, that was Malkovich yeah. and Met, uh, Metcalf, they did, they did two one-act plays. I would go to everything in those days. You know, I was free as a bird. I, you know, I just got back to California. And um, I told Pat Colander, who was doing feature stuff for the trip, got to get your ass up there and review this. I said, there's this guy Metcalf, I mean, this chick Metcalf and this guy uh, Malkovich. They're absolutely fantastic. And then they moved down to a place on Halstead Street. What the, maybe that was. Yeah, they are now. No, but not that big one. That's these. I mean, this was. They built an empire out of their, yeah. their cachet. I mean, it was, um, they were doing great stuff. Now it's a fucking factory up there. I love our theater scene. I actually saw Monday night. I saw the Goodman Theater's uh, play called Row, and it is. You would think it was about the Roe versus Wade case, right? But, so I was going and, you know, I'm curious to learn about what this is all about. And the play was actually not about the case, but more about the women and the people involved. And it was one of those, first of all, the way they used the set. So the, the main set was basically... Um, was it the big theater? Yeah, the, the Owen, yeah. So basically the set is literally like columns, like a temple, like a Greek and Roman temple. Right, to, kind of to, to mimic like uh, the Supreme Court, <clears throat> and they never veered from that background. And whenever they transitioned from a scene to another scene, basically what was happening was they were moving and changing clothes and and sort of ending things while they were slowly moving into what was next. So that was really interesting to see. And a lot of the stagehands were actually like a part of those transitions. So they were kind of an active part of the whole thing. And um, it was just very clever. And I, listen, I studied a lot of history, and I was felt really ashamed that I didn't even know so much about the people who were involved. I knew nothing about Jane Roe, right, this woman, Norma, um, her background or her sort of like her journey, any little pieces here and there. But it was really f fascinating, and it was one of those shows where you're like laughing and definitely crying and happy and angry and inspired and motivated and I, like it was just one of the best plays now, i've ever seen and now you have a whole fucking republican party trying to get it overturned well that it gets it gets it brings it from like here's how the case or here's the story and where it started which of course like all good things it starts in a bar Right, and there's conversations happening in bars. And it brings you up to present day, which kind of is, at the end, you're like, God, fuck, this is stupid. Like, how are we still having these conversations? And how is a whole party and, you know, all these politicians Sim still simple, wanting to simple. make these goddamn look at, decisions? Look at who the president is. 
But Kier Kirsten's in it, right? Yeah. So anyway, phenomenal show. Um, really great uh, performances by all the actors. And uh, Kristen Fitzgerald, who is part of the ensemble of Red Orchid. Well, she's like the artistic director. Yeah, so she was in the show. She's been in a couple of Goodman shows that I've seen. Oh, no, she has, yeah. Yeah. She was, of course, really, really good. I'd love to get her on here and, and have a conversation with us well, about Well, she told stuff. me she'd come on. Oh, she did? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought, I thought maybe she wouldn't. Well, if I turn my charm on, you know, these bitches melt. Melt. <laughs> Shit. No, she doesn't. She used to come in here every night. She doesn't do that anymore. I know. That's why I was concerned. I that think maybe that she maybe did something bad. Well, Grasshopper said that um, about four times a year, the whole production staff, all the actors from Steppenwolf, would have a part, and they all come in here afterwards. And then I got into that fight about um, when they were turning on Hetty Weiss, the critic for the Sun Times, mm -hmm. and I took Hetty's. Uh, side in the core, they don't come in anymore. Well, see, this is and what I'm got, saying. And 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 Grasshopper kind of misses that. Those this, forty actors and. Yeah, I. This is what I'm people. saying. No, like, this is true. Like I'm, I haven't seen her around, so I'm like, oh god, what did Bruce do? So what I'm thinking, maybe we should have Kristen on the show to talk about theater. Well, well I she I asked her the last nervous. time she was in here. I asked her if she'd come on the show. She said she'd love to. Okay. I think she's pretty busy though. She's in, she's yeah she's all in all these different shows anyway so if you guys have an opportunity to go see Row at the Goodman please do it because it was just really powerful yeah everybody um, I know has said it's true yeah and it's I think it's there only till the end of February so you gotta uh, you know get on it and go um, but definitely definitely worth it who uh, clown who was the guy the the comic that um, I think Mon Sunday and Monday. Michael Shannon was doing, he's over at Red Orchid, he was doing a benefit with, uh, what's the name of that comic he was with? Uh, you showed a picture of oh, him. Oh, uh, uh, Pasquese. Oh, David Pasquese. Yeah, they were, doing, they, they were doing a bit over there, and uh, Michael came in. I, I don't know if he came in Sunday night, but I, I was just about to leave, and then Michael came popping in with all the Red Orchid people, and it was raucous, very raucous. <laughs> <laughs> That's good for a Monday night. Oh, so yes. they got they got wild. So they well, were celebrating well, a well, thing. It was mostly him getting wild, Michael. When <laughs> Michael gets, and he likes to throw back. Now I was sitting there with um, Ukraine Mike, who I you know. Oh, he's probably loving all of this. Well, Michael. Well, first of all, we were. He was just hitting the spectrum towards, <laughs> and uh, then they all came in, and so then. When uh, when Shannon gets kind of when he when he's in his cups, yeah. he, he can be a little abrasive and insulting and stuff. So he directed more than a few at me. You know, he said, "Hey, Bruce, looks like your face is sliding off." He said, that. "I said I'm old, motherfucker." And then he told me something about we somehow got involved in menstrua menstruation. Oh God! And Mirka's sitting next to. I mean, it was really. So I said, there's nothing quite like sticking your oh face God, in a... Oh, I knew he was going to do Well, this. I'm just talking about, what you, you know, a, a big movie star. Where this is, this is a conversation. So what we did he say? He kind of looked slightly appalled about when I described, you know, strawberry sundae all over oh your face. God. Yeah, I would... But anyway, see. but he would hurl more insults. About, and then Ukraine Mike is sitting there like, Bruce, can he... Observe? I said... This is mother's milk to me, asshole. I mean, I love this. This is repartee. 
So it was very educational for Ukraine, Mike. Whenever I've seen uh, Michael in the Cubs, he's just really funny. He's not well, he, mean. Well, yeah, but, yeah, and he's usually nice to other people. Not so much well, me. Well, we were sitting in the booth once, and we were all getting quite inebriated, and there was this one woman who was just, like, kind of talking nonsense. And he would just, like, ask her questions so that more nonsense would come out, which would just be really comical well, there, there to was, us all. There was, there was some nice broad, kind of a, 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 kind of a, a zany kind of chick from, uh, she was like a manager or head bartender or something over at Martyrs. And she was with the gang, and she's trying to talk me into doing, she's into dog rescue stuff. Yeah. And so she wanted me to do a, a painting of a dog. So they could put it in their fundraiser auction, which I, I said I did. And I, she, we, she face, she friended me on Facebook, and I said, send me a fucking picture. I'll do it. I'll be more than happy to. No, it was a, a bunch of characters. Yeah, do it. Well, I'll do it if she sent me the pictures. I mean, people, you know, bitches. They say they're gonna do something. They don't do it. All right. So the party was a good time. Well, I mean, I stayed. I didn't get home till three. Ruth was out at her house, so I did. You know, I have to check in. So Wow, you stayed out till three? Yeah. Were you so tired? I I didn't get out of bed until about two. And then after my second nap I felt fine. Wow. That's uh unlike you. Um, yeah, I don't usually stay out that well, you know, but I stay up. Well, but you know, if you're having a good I don't time, usually, I don't usually go to bed until one. When I see you at the bar and there's a good dynamic of people and there's good conversation, well, you like to right. you like to hang. Oh, of course I do. So that's good. I'm glad you had. I mean, that. it's not like I have to get up and do anything in the morning. I know. But, I mean, so the only thing I have to do in the morning is get a nap. Sweet. He has to go to sleep so he can get up and go to sleep. <laughs> eat, eat something and then take my nap. That's, I don't, that's my Dear morning. God. That's my morning and early afternoon. <laughs> now, when the weather gets nice, I mean, I'll go out and play golf or something. But How are you doing in this weather? Because we haven't had sunlight in like 20-some yeah. well, you know days. I, you know what? I stay home. I come out. That's what bars are so wonderful. My whole life. I used to be able, I used to, back in my prime, in my 20s, I could sleep an entire winter away. And I just tell my bitches to roll me over so I don't get bed sores when I get home. <laughs> That's so sexy of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that would be the end Gross. of the winter. Jesus. Um, okay. We need to um, talk about one thing that, I know we record this show sometimes a little earlier than, than other times, but... One last thing I want to talk about because it just happened was uh, the whole helicopter crash and Kobe Bryant, and you know I've been noticing that everybody. It's one of those one of those moments. It's a joke. It's a fucking well, I joke. I know, but listen, Di the diification. I'm right. In fact, in my blog on you and I have very similar opinions on how well people, celebrity death. Celebrity, right? Yeah, people. People really get. But it was really shocking to a lot of people. Like people were seriously somber and. It fascinates me that we can get so connected to people we didn't know. I don't. I know you don't. You're special. But like a lot of folks were just so upset. No, and because so people sad. have no lives. They they have to latch onto the royal fucking family or some fucking movie star 
or some bullshit like that because they have no fucking life of their own, so they need somebody's fucking life. But these are not exactly saintly goddamn people. Right. As we're finding out about Prince Andrew, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. What a um, haircut. Ugh. I, I, I just, I don't know. I, the, the... Well, first of all, I know I, I, his father, when I used to be betting big time back in mm-hmm. San Francisco, 73, 74, his father, Joe, was a decent ball player. He was, I remember him as a rookie. And um, when I was betting a lot, on, and I had great seats at uh, Golden State and, and all. And, uh, but Kobe, Kobe really, everybody thought he was going to be the next Michael Jordan. And because uh, he really was he had a lot of skills, he came directly. His father, of course, he came from. His father was six nine. I think Kobe's about six eight. Um, and his father, after he kind of got washed up in the NBA, he went over to Italy and played in the Italian league. Mm-hmm. So, so Kobe kind of grew up in Italy. Speaks yeah. fluent, and but he was so good in high school. He speaks fluent Spanish too. He spoke fluent Spanish. Well, probably. I mean, yeah. if he went I've, to like I've heard, I've no, seen he's interviews. a smart guy, but he didn't go to. He went straight from high school into the pros. Now, skill skill wise, he had the ability to do that, no question about it. But sometimes you need to, you know, maybe learn a fucking few things, you know, in college. And anyway, I don't think it's probably the most ideal situation, especially for a smart kid. I mean, Tiger Woods could have gone directly into pros at pro at 18 mm-hmm. but instead he went to Stanford and beat the shit out of all the amateur players so uh, anyway Kobe and then Kobe they he, Shaq Shaquille O'Neal was on the team they won three championships fairly early in his career but Kobe had to have the spotlight and kind of help run Shaq out of out of LA I mean they got you know, Shaq stayed there they probably would have won 10 fucking championships as it turns out, he only won two more during yeah. after the after, and he's never. He was great. He was a great player, but not Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan had the mental. No, but I think that he was kind of that. He was hardly a saint. Like if you look at like uh, LeBron James or uh, Dwayne Wade, you know they all. Well, looked LeBron up to him. James is a lot better than Dwayne Wade. Well, yeah, but, but I'm saying they all looked up to him. But here's here's some woman I think from either the Washington Post or some reporter dared to mention that back in like 2003 or something like that Kobe was had got charged with rape and they they suspended this blog from even bringing it up now the, I in my blog I, I mentioned you know this I mean how much you pay her off they signed a, a non-disclosure agreement and she, she dropped the charge and all that now it was a classic just like Tyson William Kennedy Smith you take a bra, you take a bra over to your house or your motel room. You fuck her. You pull your dick out and you say, "Okay, bitch, out the door." They don't like it, and a lot of times they'll retaliate and say you raped them or something. So I, that's probably what happened. But he was married to some young broad, and you know he had to rip up the prenup because she had to appear on TV with him and tell everybody how great he was. And you could tell she didn't think he was so great. Well, I don't think they were doing so well for a while. I think they were going to get divorced, and they decided not to. No, no. Well, he no, bought no. her. He bought her an eight million dollar ring. No, well, no. This, when this, that happened. This is a new broad, though, isn't it? No. This, 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 is, this is not his first wife, is it? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. It is. Are you sure it's your yeah. first one? Oh boy. Yeah. 
Oh, I'm sure well, she's I'm sure she's counting that fucking well, money we, right now. Well, we don't know the ins and outs of these relationships, but my yeah, point well, is well, ins and outs. My point is that I just I'm always fascinated by the fact that these people who no one ever gets to know in person or meet or whatever get so attached and so upset about things that happen tragically and then of course like the next thing that people talk about it after the I can't believe that happened I can't believe they died yeah there's like like, oh he was such a good person and you know and I'm thinking he wasn't such a good person and I'm thinking well they do that with everybody yeah but it's like but it's like I don't I don't either you know it's like listen Everybody's surrounded by it. It's like when McCain died. McCain was a fucking low life scum sucking piece of fucking shit. And everybody, oh my oh, God. Yeah, he was terrible. He was a, and I agree with Trump. I like my heroes that don't get captured. I had my football coach in high school, fucking asshole. Psycho asshole. And they were putting up pictures of him on Facebook and they were talking yeah. about what a great guy he was. Oh, and I was like, he was an asshole. And everyone just jumped all over me. Yeah, and I, I actually. I actually found the guy's obituary, and all these people said things about him. And the only good thing that, like, people said nothing or, like, nothing. And the, the weird thing was one guy said he was a moral man. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck does that mean? It means you're an asshole. No one said he was a great guy, great friend. You know, but people all do that when someone dies. Yeah. You know, they're just like, yeah, well, I, I, it turns, gushy. It turns, it turns my stomach. Yeah. Well, my, my, my point is that, I, you know, I, I don't know the person, but I'm, again, just always like, wow, what people are so affected. Well, especially an athlete. Yeah. By you something. Know, I, called, I called Greta Thunberg and asked her what she thought about Kobe's death. <laughs> that I said... Greta, he takes a fucking helicopter everywhere he fucking goes because he doesn't want to get caught in traffic. How much pollution do you think? She was swore in Swedish for about five minutes about how horrible that was. I mean, yeah, I don't want to get caught in traffic. I'm just going to blow. And the fucking noise from those helicopters, they're disgusting. Pollution, noise. Everything we fucking do pollutes this earth. Yeah, well, he... Stop farting. What? Stop farting. <laughs> you. Stop what? Oh my God, you really can't hear? I didn't, I, whatever Passing you... gas. Stop polluting the earth. Oh, well, I mean, stop being alive then. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying everything we do is fucking this place no, up. Oh, I don't take helicopters when I'm coming to and from Hyde Park. But you drive a car. Yes, I do. Well, you know, You know that, you mentioned that woman that was fired. For mentioning the I rape case. I think she case. was suspended. I, I think, think she was fired. Oh, she was fired. She might have been fired. But here's, you know why? It's because she's fucking with their advertising. She's fucking with their revenue. The press loves this stuff. Oh, they Oh, when, when Kobe died, their sales skyrocket. All of his equi- all of his stuff is sold out. I mean, they everyone makes a fortune when somebody like this dies. And then it, and then every, every paper you see, everything's got Kobe's face, everything. Yeah. So it's not even about the guy anymore. It's marketing. It's about marketing. It's about sales. Well, if this was Animals. happening yes. in Chicago, if people watch the news because this of that. was happening in Chicago. I get Street Jimmy about three in the morning. We go out to the uh, Chicago Stadium and load all those jerseys and balloons and shit that they're leaving. You know, in, in memory of them, we could make a bonanza. I bet you could make thousands of bucks out all that. 
And then we could resell the oh memorabilia. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, why? It's just going to sit there. What the hell? That shit's <laughs> worth money. Well, maybe we should Flowers. just all be appreciative of the people we actually know and the good people well, out we there were sad. in our we, world. We were sad when Tui died. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm, were, I'm very... I was sad, sad with Dwayne and, and Buzzkill and Ruben. I saved my stuff for, for people deserve me to be sad. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm 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 oh. I'm grateful for you two fine gentlemen. Are you really? Mm-hmm. Every oh. day. Oh. Every day. I, I I kneel down next to the bed and, and thank all my lucky stars. Do you have for your you. clothes on when you do it? Oh God. All right. Well, um, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, clown. Thanks for moving the buttons. Feel free to sell all my memorabilia when I die. <laughs> <laughs> what you got? You got some clown noses huh. and shit. Huh. Some outfits. Some things. Uh, you got some clown onesies. You know what Chief actually got me one time? It was hilarious. He got me a uh, uh, a clown face that goes on the wall, like a porcelain clown oh face. God, that's frightening. Hey, I got you a clown. And by the way, <laughs> I, I, I I'd like. I just to, hung it up. That's why I remembered. I'd it. like to get him for as a guest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's do it. Make it I mean, happen. It'd be very loud. We it would give well, we'll keep well, them. We on, we'll keep him got, on the quiet mic. Yeah, and he's yeah. got the levels. Yeah, put him on the. You can put him on the zero mic. I mean, Clown knows the levels now. <laughs> zero. Yeah. Clown's got it uh, dialed in now. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. genius. Say goodnight, genius. Um, okay, and then um, so our podcasts are a little out of syncs, everyone. No, they'll be fine. Everyone will follow along. All right. Okay. Just, just trust. Trust it. Trust it. Say goodnight, genius. Uh, Goodnight, genius. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch you next time. Bye.